With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Finally, after uh, I don't want to say a long summer, but it is officially time to break down the NFL. We got a ton to talk about. It's here. I couldn't be more excited. Ben Raza, Julian Edlow. We're going to get into the NFC. Best bets, futures, some division winners, some win totals. Are you excited to have some football in our lives? Absolutely. Um, I felt totally unprepared and was still like, just not ready for football to be right here where we are in the sports calendar. But then we recorded the, the AFC video and now I feel back to normal a little bit talking about football again. We're getting the groove. And you just mentioned it. If you have not checked out the AFC side of the things, go and check out that video. We had a good time. We got into some hot takes and that's what we're going to do here with the NFC. So let's just get right to it. Um, as I say, if you haven't checked out odd shopper. That is so important before you make any wagers. It's going to allow you to get those best odds, shop around the industry. It's right on the awesomeo.com homepage. You can go there. You can check out Awesomeo Odds and the Odd Shopper tool. So go and do that. But let's start. We'll start with the North. Uh, to me, it's the most interesting division in the NFC. You've got the Packers. You've got the Vikings. You've got Chicago. Um, and then you've got the poor Lions. Listen, Green Bay last year was – I'm not a Packers fan, but I, I do root for Aaron Rodgers – I thought they squeezed as much as they could of the orange and then they got to the Niners and it was uh, tough sledding 13 and three. They are not even the favorite. The Vikings are the favorite to win the division here at plus 165. What do you make of it? Is it a two horse race? Can Chicago get in the mix? Uh, what do you make of the North? So I do think it's a two horse race. Um, and I love the the Packers obviously to regress. The thing is we, we all do. The market is yep. so obvious that the 13 and three was fluky by the Packers. So to have a 13 win team sitting at eight and a half, um, you know, just looking across the board, all, all the other teams in that area are like 10 to 11. So it obviously tells you something there and there's no value on the Packers really uh, either way, uh, in, unless you think that it wasn't a fluke and you want to back them and take them at plus 190 to win the division or the over. And I don't think there's a lot of people that feel that way. Uh, so nothing stands out to me with the Packers. Um, if I picked a division winner, I, I would, I, I don't believe in, in Detroit or Chicago. So it would be Minnesota plus 165. Um, 
but then you're backing Kirk Cousins, who lost Stefan Diggs, and they lost some defensive pieces. Um, so, you know, I don't know. You, you, you would expect, after getting that huge playoff win in New Orleans, that that kind of be getting over the hump for Kirk Cousins and the Vikings uh, to, to kind of piece things together. I, I, I would probably bet small on them to win the division at plus 165, given – you know, the Bears and Lions, they're not like steep odds like some of these other teams we're seeing. It's plus 450 and plus 600 there. So that maybe creates a little bit more value on the Packers and Vikings if you think it's a two-team race. And I heavily favor the Vikings there. So maybe I'm talking myself into a small play on on the Vikings division. But uh, this is not one of my, my favorite divisions. I do have some stuff I can talk about after we get your thoughts on, on fading the lions and bears in certain ways, I guess. It's just one of the things that stood out is what you just talked about. You know, the lions three twelve and one last year, I didn't think they made a ton of improvements. Win total six and a half, seven. They're only, only six to one though, to win the division. Like some of these basement dwellers, uh, you know, 15 to one, 12 to one, 20 to one. We don't see that in the North. And I do think it speaks to that, it's kind of wide open. Packers clearly regressed. They did absolutely nothing. They wasted a first-round pick. Maybe it'll pay dividends long-term, but it's obviously not going to help them win the division this year. The Vikings lost three corners. Uh, they replaced Diggs with Justin Jefferson. I think that can be fine. But and they also questions. used the second first-rounder on a corner to, to try to replace help them. there. But like, still, these are rookies. It's, it would be such a good spot and I, this is really what I ask you because I tried to set it up and you are not biting no. for the bears. Like if the bears could get it together and I'm not a believer, I don't think they will, but the division is wide open in my opinion. Okay. So here's, I guess, I guess it depends how you feel about the bears because here's one of the things that I have done. This is, and this is sitting now at like minus minus one eighty, minus to minus two ten at different places. I played the bears at minus minus one sixty to miss the playoffs. Okay. I hate, I, I don't like the bears. Um, Nick Foles maybe scares me a little bit, but I don't believe necessarily in his health or that he has the pieces there to make it happen. I do not believe at all in Mitch Trubisky. Uh, I, I just don't, I can't see it happening. I like teams in other divisions um, across the NFC a lot more to get those wild card spots. And I don't like them to win the division. So the bears there. And then, like you said, the Lions were an unlucky 3-12-1. Uh, they probably should have had a better record, starting with a win over the Packers that they probably should have had uh, on a Sunday or Monday night game or whatever that was, if you remember it. Oh, yeah. um, but the under seven kind of sticks out to me because you need to, you, they need to go 500 for you to lose. Uh, you know, you push on seven and nine, win on anything below it. I, are the Lions going to go 500? I don't think so. But again, this is more of a lean for me because – this division could be one of those ones with a lot of teams jumbled up. Uh, and because of that reason that they might be that way is another, another, you know, point towards me thinking the bears won't make the playoffs and they will be better wildcard teams in other divisions. It's, it's a division full of the, I think the theme of it is that the market has already reacted. Yeah. The, the Packers 13 and three, eight and a half win total. As you talked about the lions three, 12 and one, Six and a half, seven win total. It's it's like the Packers, just the opposite. I think they clearly know that the Lions are a better team than three wins, and they could hover around 
seven and nine, eight and eight. But the value on that, it's not like they're sitting at five and a half wins or four and a half wins. And we say, man, they got unlucky last year. This is an easy over. That is not the case. So for me, if you have a line on a team like the Bears and you think they can win the division, it's the great spot to fire. I do not. Uh, I think it's a two horse race. I don't see value in the Packers or Vikings. And we we love hot takes and we're going to have some, but you have to try to stay disciplined. You can't force it. And for me, the North in the NFC is not a spot where I made any splashes this year at all. Yeah, I, I mostly agree with you other than other than my minus 160 on the Bears to, to miss yeah, the playoffs. Uh, I, I preferred that to their win total. Um, I, I bet on their uh, under at like nine and a half, I think it was last year, and then missing the playoffs at plus 110 or plus 120 last year, and that went well. <laughs> um, hopefully I'm not going back to the well on, a, on something – dumb that I shouldn't be because it just because it won last year, but I don't see why necessarily they're, they're going to improve. The only thing you can say is maybe that it's not as top heavy in in that this division this year, the Packers aren't going to go 13 and three. Um, But yeah, just the the schedule factors into these things too. I don't, I don't think it's necessarily the best schedule for them. I I just, the bears don't have what it takes, even with the extra playoff team. You got to remember the extra playoff team when betting make miss the playoffs this year. it skews things. I, I just don't see it happening for them. Fair enough. Well, let's get to the South because I do have some takes and this is going to be polarizing. We've got the Bucks, We've got the Saints, the Falcons and the Panthers, you know, Saints 13 and three. And yes, they are the favorite in the division, but all eyes are in Tampa, of course, with Tom Brady and Gronk now leading the charge uh, for the revamped Buccaneers. Yeah, so I, this is a spot for me where like I don't have any plays for you on the Bucks right now, but I once I figured out that Tom Brady was going to Tampa, I pounced on everything just as it started to move, but not where it got to where it is. So like, I'll just run through them. I have them written out on a piece there of paper. We go. Okay. Tampa over eight and a half wins at minus one ten. Tampa to win the division, and that's now at nine and a half. Tampa to win the division at plus 350. It's now plus 160. Tampa to win the NFC at plus 1500. Tampa to win the Super Bowl at plus 3000. I got all those, you know, value bets in that are now off, not off the board, but at at much different numbers, uh, like half the value on them. And uh, I'll figure it out later how I, how I hedge it, I guess. (laughs) Um, But I, I couldn't resist the, the, you know, value on those when, when the time came. So I'm technically a Tampa fan this season. We'll see what happens. Here's one thought I have on the division, um, or not even on the division, on week one. Um, I gave a, an AFC play that I kind of like for week one. Here's an NFC one. The Saints stink coming out of the gates week one, week two. They're an awful team. They lost the Ryan Fitzpatrick Bucks in an absolute shootout. Was that last year or two years ago? Um, yeah, two years ago. Horrible, horrible week one against the spread team in in the Drew Brees era there. Uh, and I think that the Bucs are highly motivated coming out of the gates in a big showdown against Drew Brees, Tom Brady. Um, and that defense is kind of the thing that everybody points to as the flaw in Tampa. But it was flawed because Winston threw 30 interceptions. And Tom Brady has thrown 30 interceptions in the last four seasons combined. So you take those turnovers away. I think the defense is going to play a lot better and they have some playmakers there. So this is one where I jumped on the Tampa plus 185 money line 
to beat Tampa, uh, to beat New Orleans outright in, in week one. I think it's around plus 160-ish now. Um, I th- it's just a, a good spot to fade New Orleans, a good spot to back Tampa from a motivation, uh, you know, kind of stepping into the spotlight type of position. And uh, that's one of my one of my two week one plays, I think. Okay. I am on the other side with Tampa, so I'm waiting as long as I can because all the movement's right. coming with me. I see under 10 in some spots for Tampa's win total, and it's just shaded slightly minus 125. So, you, you know, that's, I'm not going to say it's, uh, you know, a straight minus 110, of course, but you, you can find positions or you can go under nine and a half at plus money across several sites. Listen, there's a lot of unknowns and that breeds big upside, but it also breeds pretty bad floor. And to me, I'm going to give a hot take. I think that the Falcons are live to be in this division. Uh, You're looking at a team that's still intact with the core. Obviously, they're getting up there, but Julio and Matt Ryan are are still still alive and kicking. It's a defense that, yes, at, at times has shown some issues, but they've also had major injuries. You know, when Deion Jones went down and the secondary was dismantled, yes, they got torched. But at seven and a half wins, and you're talking plus 100 for the over, so straight even money. I still think that in the dome, Matt Ryan and Julio can get it done. Calvin Ridley, the defense needs to be, you know, he needs to be shored up, but they brought in Fowler. They, they drafted a kid out of Clemson. Do you have any feeling on the Falcons or is that just kind of a middling team in the South for you? It's a stay away spot for me, but if you made me play any future on the Falcons, I guess over seven and a half wins would be be my take. Just like you said, if they can go eight and eight at even money and, and get you a win there, that's a reasonable, reasonable bet to make. Um, not one that I'm making, but, and then, like you said, like if Tampa gets up to, to 10, I, I might play some under there uh, and, you know, are, are at the right price at 10, I play some under there and try and try and middle there to, to some degree. Yeah. Uh, but in in terms of the rest of the in terms of the rest of the division, I don't have all that much. Uh, I don't think there's anything that stands out to me with New Orleans. I think New Orleans is a little over favored, I guess, since I think Tampa is going to be better than you do, and we both think the Falcons are a respectable 500 ish uh, team. So, like a minus 115 on New Orleans to win the division just has no no value to me. Um, and they were obviously much bigger favorites before all the Tampa money came in. Um, so yeah, other than my bucks bets, which don't exist anymore, I, I like, I don't have that much on this division. I, I, I feel bad other than there's something you can do week one on Bucks saints. And that's good to know. Yeah, no. And I'm, I'm pretty similar. I, I definitely like the Falcons more than you. I think the saints are the favorite. They, they should be the favorite. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. I think Carolina's in the basement. They should be in the basement. I uh, expect them to win around five games, give or take. And that's where you're looking at that win total. Uh, I'm not a huge believer in, in really any signs of life for them. For me, it's a division where I will wait as long as I can and probably short Tampa. And I likewise, naturally, if you knew, and not that I know this, but I think you would agree, if, if Tampa has a horrible year, that's going to make the Falcons life that much easier in that division. Yep. Yeah. That's, I mean, if, if you have stances like that, it, it's, it can be smart to back them in more than one way. Um, mm-hmm. And that's a good example of it. If you, if you don't like the bucks, 
the Falcons are, are going to be better than, uh, than the odds indicate. So, you know, react accordingly. Um, and you probably want to, you know, use a smaller bet to back the Falcons at plus 900 to win the division than you are on a Tampa under win total, but, you know, balance yourself out and figure out how you can kind of push and pull plays to, to work with one another. Yeah. It's just like a portfolio similar to DFS where, you know, you're going to have some cash lower variance type things. And then you're going to, you're going to sprinkle with some big time. Like, do I think that the Falcons are live to win the division? Yes. Do I think they're going to win the division? No, obviously not. That's where you're evaluating. They don't have to win it too often when you're getting nine to one. It's, is it more than 11%? That's something that I'm trying to figure out as we speak. Haven't fired on it just yet, but let's move to honestly a division that gets probably too much run because the, uh, you got them Cowboys, you got the Giants, you've got the Washington football team. Uh, look at that. I cannot believe I nailed that on the first take. And then we've got the Eagles. It's the same story every year. Dallas should be the favorite. They should be destined for big things. And then they disappoint. Once again, they're the favorite at even money to win the division. Nine and a half win total. I'm going to keep phrasing in these questions. And I think I know the answer. Is it a two horse race between the Cowboys and the Eagles? Yeah, no, no question. I I don't know how you can disagree on this one, right? Like, you know, this one seems mortal. Giants and uh, the Washington football team just cannot be in this race. Um, Combined into one team. I wonder how good they would be. They still probably wouldn't get there. Probably not, but it'd be closer. Uh, So this is one to me, if you wanted to, I I haven't done this yet, but I I may. If if Dallas is at even odds to win the division and you can get Philly at at plus 140, you can kind of break even if Dallas wins it or win yourself 40 cents of, of juice if Philly wins it. You obviously open yourself up to there is the possibility that somehow one of those two teams comes up and wins it but it is so unlikely that you know as long as i'm not risking thousands and thousands of dollars here like if you make it a reasonable sized play i happen to like the eagles like if i pick the division i can only get one bet i would bet philly plus 140 over dallas even money so like if you're telling me i can break even or get that 40 cents on on philly that's something I'm interested in because I think the Eagles have, have a good chance here. Um, so uh, this is a division. We talked about one in, in the AFC, a team that I just can't see getting to their win total. This is one for me with the giants back in the pandemic. I got the six and a half. I smashed the under six and a half because you look at their schedule, you look at what they have they just can't go seven and nine. They, they can't. So I, I still like it as a play at six. Obviously you can push at the six and 10 win. If they go under that, they were four and 12 last year. And I don't know why they're going to be better than four and 12 unless Daniel Jones shows significant, any dimes, significant improvement, um, which we still kind of overhype him because of that first big game against Tampa. And then he was pretty bad after that. Um, so yeah, giants under is, under six and a half is a, a big play for me. I think under six is worth a play. Um, I think Washington like at five is nothing for me, but like when the five and a half and sixes were out there earlier, that would be an under for sure. If it was at five and a half, I think it would be an under and not that you can bet every team under in a, a division, but this was something again, I, I did a lot of my NFL back when there were no 
sports to bet on and these futures all came out. I think a lot of us uh, did. I saw Dallas at 10 with the under at plus 115. Um, so I have Dallas under 10 wins at plus 115. I'm not going to do anything with nine and a half. I don't think it's worth it, but I, I can only lose on, on an 11 and five Dallas team there. And I think the offense is going to be good. They invested in CD lamb high, but the defense was, was not good last year and has not done all that much uh, to really stand out to me. So I don't think it's an 11 and five team. So I'll push on 10 or, or, you know, get a win under that. Yeah. Right now, Cowboys under nine and a half, you're getting good. You know, you're getting plus plus one forty at some sites, which is, is reason. I don't hate it. Yeah. I don't hate that. I'm also, if I had to take a team to win this division, it would be Philly. I think that if Wentz stays healthy, they they have the pieces. We'll see if they can integrate Hertz. I'm not banking on that, but maybe it is a bonus that he can give them a new wrinkle, uh, Rager, and, and some of the other new parts. But this is a Philly team that was so decimated. Everybody knows they were running out former quarterback. Like just the receiving core was broken. I expect certainly more viable targets for Wentz. And I was really impressed with what he did late in that season. Dallas is Dallas. They have all the talent in the world. I just, it's hard to really back them in any meaningful way. Uh, I'm not saying I'm smashing their under. I just don't see a ton that screams value on either side of the ball. Similar to Washington. They're a disaster and they're, that's how they're priced. So uh, not a ton. I'm more of a believer in Danny Dimes than you are, but I don't think this is the spot for the Giants really to make any noise per se. Uh, Long-term, though, I like what they're doing. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you there. Um, one one quick thought and one quick question, I guess. So okay. I did do, and I'm looking for it, back after the draft, um, Jalen Hurts. I got plus 11,000 on Rookie of the Year. So you need Wentz to get hurt. And plus then- 11,000. So this bet is a very small bet, and it has to do with Wentz getting hurt in yep. the first half of the season, probably even less, and Hurts leading them to the division or the playoffs or something. Now, this is why it's a small bet. It's unlikely, but if that game script were to, or game script, if that season script were to play out, um, I find that pretty intriguing because I I like Jalen Hurts. I think he's a very, uh, he plays beyond his years. Um, If you're a college football guy and you are, I, I think that you, you know, you've seen him, play lead his team well in some big games he can play i i didn't really get the pick um but you know what that's that doesn't mean it's on him you know right i i agree with you it was kind of a weird pick but then when he was put in that situation i'm like if jalen hurts was the starting quarterback for the eagles he would probably do pretty well and then i was like why don't i put a couple of dollars just in case that actually happened for some reason um yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I'm with you. And I listen, you don't, you don't want to plan for injuries and things. not on a bet. I'm not talking about that type of bet. Carson Wentz is a guy that gets hurt. He is. And I will say that when I, when, if I take a position on the Eagles to win the division, obviously I'm banking on Carson Wentz being healthy, but it is nice to know that say he goes down late, you may have a guy that can hold it together and you're not completely, there are some teams where it's just like, all right, if this guy goes down, it's game over. Uh, we will see if Jalen Hurts is someone that can could slide in and actually be a net positive in a year that hopefully Wentz stays healthy. So the other thing is you can you can make that counter argument though for the only other division contender, which is Dallas, who now has Andy Dalton as the backup. Very so true. It, it goes 
uh, um, even a more stable, obviously back up on the Dallas side. But so I was going to ask you really quick, do you, do you have any thoughts on just playing the even money on Dallas and, and playing since you like Philly playing the same sized bet on the Eagles and just saying there's no way Washington or New York has this. I'm either going to break even or root for the Eagles for my small win. Yeah. I mean, there's, there is something to that. You have to be, you have to be careful. I, I, you, you described it accurately. Like you have to be careful with stuff like that because you open yourself up to losing both. And when you win it, which you most likely will, you're only winning a small, small amount. So mm-hmm. in spots, uh, I do do things like that here and there. If I think the prices are accurate, it's really evaluating to me, the giants, the Redskins have a 0% chance to win the division. I, I feel pretty comfortable saying that if you think the giants are completely out of it and it seems like you do, I like that yeah. approach. Uh, if you think that they have some potential and they could get in the mix, well then I'd probably just bet the giants win total over and pick either the Eagles or the Cowboys to win the division and, and go about it like that. Uh, so. so you like Washington under five or, well, I, I guess it's five now. I t- Washington is not you like Washington under five more than New York under six. I guess. Definitely. To okay. me, this speaks a little, I'm not going to say, and we talked about this on the AFC. I'm not going to say this is Raider, Raiders Broncos because it's not, but I'm pretty stunned that the Redskins and the Giants are forecasted in a pretty close capacity. I don't see that at all. I, I see a clear distant third to fourth. Uh, priorities. All right, I like the Giants, and I like the Giants under six and a half a lot. But I okay. like I also, so then I then also I like Washington if there's five and a half. So I like <laughs> Washington under five and a half. It's like how how can you bet against two teams in the same division both to go under with that low? But like, yeah, they've like got to win against each other. But I listen. If that's the case, this speaks more to what you talked about, which is. You take some position on the Cowboys and maybe the Eagles, and that's a unique situation, but it can be effective. Yep, I'm I'm with you there. And I mean, like you said, exposing yourself to the loss. Like, let's say you're a hundred dollar better. Your your risk there is getting completely stunned and and losing two hundred dollars. The Cowboys win and you you break even there, or the Eagles win and you win forty bucks. So it's like, is it worth that two forty loss? Or sorry, two hundred loss to to get your forty dollars if the Eagles pull it out when you have just as good a chance of of breaking even. I don't know. I mean, you're evaluating that on a minus five hundred line. Like that's what two hundred to win forty is minus five hundred. Um, so okay, yeah, do you so. think that if you had a bet and it said Cowboys or Eagles win division minus five hundred, do you think there's value there? And I think the answer to that could be yes. I agree. <laughs> um, so that's how you want to break things down. And, and that's part of the reason we have the tools on the site to help you do things like that. That's, uh, that's a good way of putting it. Let's uh, get to what I think a lot of people are saying is the most competitive division top to bottom. And it used to be the doormat, but the NFC West got the Super Bowl losers and the Niners 13 and three last year, the Seahawks who seemingly are always there 11 and five. The Rams, who took a step back, nine and seven last year, and now the Cardinals, who I think everybody knows is going to improve this year. The value's gone on the Cardinals. Yes, is I is. guess my first reaction to to the division. Um, <clears throat> they're they're going to improve. I, I think that the offense is is 
really interesting to with DeAndre Hopkins just kind of added to that mix to look at a Kyler Murray for like an offensive player of the year type of uh, type of bet with his, with his rushing ability and, and adding a weapon like that to that offense. Um, This division is tough because it's, it's, it's so loaded. Uh, Like I think the Niners should go over 10 and a half, but they have a lot of competition. The Seahawks, year in and year out. Like, so I, I have one, I have one bet that I've made on, on this division with some small sprinkles on, on the Seahawks, but um, the C- I took the Seahawks at minus minus one twenty to make the playoffs. Okay. Uh, they seem like they're in position every year. They're timeless. They have one of the best quarterbacks in the game. They're trying to grow his arsenal. The defense is okay. Um, you add the playoff position, obviously in each conference for a team that's there year in year out to have them as kind of like a pick them initially to, to make the postseason, I, I like the Seahawks to be there uh, again. For me, the division really is a, uh, it comes down to what you evaluate the Rams at. Like if you think that the Rams are cooked and they're going to be under where they're sitting eight and a half wins or something like that, then it's a te- a division that seems pretty clearly is going to get two playoff teams going to be the Niners and the Seahawks and then the Cardinals are the wild card. We'll, we'll see what they can do. I think they're still a year or two away. Um, but I, I think the value one way or another is with the Rams. To me, the Rams have the biggest range of outcomes. If you told mm-hmm. me that the Rams rebound and go 12 and four, I would say, okay, I could see that. If you told me that the Rams right. were in the basement of the West and they were five and 11, I could easily see that. And Goff is now a problem and a liability. So to me, trying to evaluate them with a, with a basically, will they be 500 uh, is where I want to go. But at the same time, do you have a strong Rams take? Cause I really don't. No, I'm, I'm with you. And maybe I didn't realize it quite as much until you laid it out like that, but I've been, you know, scrolling past the Rams. When you look at all these futures, just like I'm not touching them because I don't know what's going to happen. Yep. Um, so there is a trickle down effect there of what does that mean for the rest of, of the division? So I guess by by taking my Seahawks bet to to make the playoffs, I'm I'm obviously hoping that the Rams have another poor year uh, or even regress, obviously from nine and seven. Uh, but you're right; they could go twelve and four, and if they do that, we know the Niners should be there at even if they go under their win total, ten and six, eleven and five, you know, somewhere like there, unless they have a big Super Bowl hangover. Um, and then the Seahawks would have to be maybe one of those those now three wild card teams for me to win uh, my bet with one of the other teams in that division already claiming one of those spots. It makes it more difficult um, if the Rams have a good season. So if you wanted to kind of have like a two bets working together, the Rams under their win total would be one that, you know, if the Seahawks make the playoffs, there's a decent chance you're going to cash a, cash a Rams under probably. So that's a lot of rambling, I guess, with thoughts. I, I, I have, I'm terrified to play anything on, on the Rams. I guess. Yeah, me too. I, it's funny. I see it the same way, just the opposite in the sense that I think I want to short the Cardinals a little bit. And by the result of that, I think one of the problems the Cardinals run into this year is that they will have six brutal division games, not four mm-hmm. brutal division games. And for them, you need to hope that the Rams aren't good. Cause if the Rams are really good again too, 
you know, if you go one and five in your division, well, to try to cash in over seven and a half or seven wins, <laughs> I mean, what do you, you got to go like eight and two outside your division. That's pretty brutal in, in some ways. So I, I think that's really what it comes down to. And what a fascinating division though. Um, so much talent. I, I, I like what you're saying about the Cardinals being, you know, a year or two early um, with all this hype. And I agree. I think that they're going to be, they're going to have a lot of very impressive offensive games um, in the right matchups. Uh, but overall, I think we're, we're picking up a little bit too much steam here saying that Definitely. they're going to be a 500 team. So like if I, if I had to play a win total there, the, the under seven and a half obviously jumps out. It's listen, they've made some splashes. I do think that when you make off season moves that impact fantasy, they get overblown. Yes. Like, Nobody cares. Especially the number one, you know, fantasy receiver. You Ooh. get that name and now it's, oh, this team's going to win. Yep. It's like Hopkins. And listen, Hopkins is great. But if you patch together new offensive line, if you bring in some guys on, on the defensive side, it doesn't get the, the recognition it deserves. Uh, and it's not to say that, you know, I, I loved what the Cardinals did in the draft. I love Hopkins like everybody else. But I do think everybody's just like, oh, Kyler to, to Hopkins. This is amazing. Yeah, it's going to be amazing for fantasy. But mm-hmm. On the win side, I don't know how translatable it's all going to be. Yeah. I mean, they did another thing. Another reason it's probably a stay away spot for me. You make a point. They had a really good draft. Um, Isaiah Simmons is a really talented linebacker from or whatever position you want to play him at. Probably linebacker from Clemson. He's a beast. Their second round pick pretty much turned into a swap of, of David Johnson and DeAndre Hopkins. And then their third round pick, they get an O lineman to help protect Kyler Murray that w- a lot of people had a first round grade on going in like the, the mid twenties. Um, so Arizona did well. There's, there's did. outside of just the Hopkins hype. There's reason to think that eventually they're going to pick up steam, just seeing 500 or better for them in this division this year is, is tough. It is. There's someone that, you know, my final thoughts on it. I could see myself taking maybe not a position on their win total, but shorting them in week one and week two, when maybe those spreads are overhyped. A really popular one, Arizona opened plus nine and a half against San Francisco week one. And that is now seven. Yeah. So, and I will wait when it dips under (laughs) when it's six and a half. That's right. Um, I'm not super sold that the Cardinals start fast. And you know what? There, there are ways to get, positions on win totals even without betting the win total and again those early spreads are a way to do that in some capacity so keep an eye out for that obviously here's a bet here's a bet for you actually really quick i'm scrolling through DraftKings, and you can you can do the division finishing position so it sounds like you're you're all about arizona finishing fourth here right i am plus 102 that's not bad that is not bad and that has What what are the rams to finish last the, and the thing about them finishing last though, that like, if they do finish last, they're going to go under seven and a half. So it's like, maybe you play it safer with, with the win total. Um, mm-hmm. The Rams bear with me. Cause they're so polarizing. It's plus plus one forty. Arizona is the much better value there. I would say I would, it, that just speaks though, to me, to how Crazy. wide open the Rams are like, could be in the basement. You know, that's 60-40-ish. I'll go, I mean, plus 170 for third, plus 500 for second, plus 550 for first. Yeah. 
see like they're probably not going to win the division they seem like a weird plus 550 bet but the plus 500 for second then becomes like kind of good value same that's my first thought there like i do i think that they can pass both the seahawks and the niners no do i think they can make the playoffs as a wild card as the second team in the west absolutely Um, yeah i'm with you there this is so and they got to talk that out this opened some new things i wasn't even really thinking about this is what this show is going to be about. And honestly, on that note, listen, we are going to have a ton of these. Uh, there's so much to break down in the NFL, and it's not just before the season. Once the season gets going, certainly me and Julian will have the betting show that you guys can check out on the awesome.com network. If you have not joined, awesome.com slash join. Pretty simple. We got weekly, we got monthly, we got annually, and we've got more than DFS now. Season-long package up and running all of Alex's tools. Julian leading the charge on the awesome odd side. So much content. And then we have Odd Shopper, which you guys should check out. Totally free. Uh, really, really good stuff. So this was fun. I think we, we uh, hopefully we didn't, hopefully this wasn't an expensive show. Hopefully we worked some things that are going to make us some money. But either way, it was a good time. We're going to bounce on out of here. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up in Slack. We will be back soon with some more NFL betting breakdowns.